Well, hey, good morning, church. Um, he's risen. Yeah, so I say we just keep singing. What do you think? So Mike won't let me, so. Okay, hey, um, you know, I've, I've told you guys uh, several times when I teach uh, that I'm speaking to you, but I'm preaching to myself, right? Because I need to hear what I'm telling you. And uh, today is no different. Uh, so as I was praying through, uh, I'm like, man, I really need to hear, uh, to hear this. And, I, and so I hope you do too. Um, so if you're over the age of 40, uh, you might be familiar with a, an old gospel song. It's uh, by the Gaither Vocal Band. It's called Because He Lives. Some of you are nodding your heads. Uh, yeah. If you're under 40, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, not only have you not heard of the Gaithers, but you haven't heard of that song. Um, so I will leave it to you to look it up on YouTube uh, for you uncultured church people uh, that haven't heard it. Um, I have to confess, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Gaither style of music. Um, I like it in small doses. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this song is one of my favorites of any genre of song. And it's one of my favorites because it talks about uh, not only the future hope of the resurrection, but it talks about the present hope of the resurrection. And, and that's what I want to talk about for a few minutes today. Uh, so I'm just going to read the chorus to the song, and then I'm going to kind of talk about some of the biblical truths behind uh, the lyrics. It says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. You know, I think sometimes we, we tend to think of the resurrection as either a past event, something that happened a long time ago, or we tend to think of it as something that affects our future, so th something that's in the future. And, and I don't want to minimize either of that, uh, either of those positions, because it is. So the resurrection is a historical event. It actually happened. Uh, and in fact, it is one of the most attested to events in history. Uh, there is scriptural evidence. There is biblical evidence. There is uh, extra-biblical evidence, there's archaeological evidence, um, there's all kinds of evidence for the historicity of the resurrection. In fact, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Lee Strobel. He's got an excellent book uh, called The Case for the Resurrection. Uh, I would highly recommend it to you. Uh, I know there's other books. Josh McDowell has a book. Um, there's, there's, there's plenty of books that detail the historical evidence for the resurrection. So it's, it's a fact. It happened. Um, and it is also something that we look forward to, that we are pinning our hopes on for the future, right? So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, if we have hoped in Christ for this life only, this is my paraphrase, then we are of all men to be most pitied, right? The scripture tells believers uh, that we are looking forward to a day when Christ is going to return for the church. If we're still alive, we're going to be changed and we're going to be caught up in the air to be with him. Uh, if we're dead, we're going to be resurrected and we're going to join him in the air. So that, that's a future hope that we're looking for. 
And I don't want to minimize either of those. Um, but the resurrection, because Christ lives, it can also provide hope and joy and strength for right here and right now in the midst of this craziness that we call life in America in the 21st century. Um, and so I just, I just want to point out briefly a couple of ways that I think it does that. Um, and this is Christianity 101, folks. This is, not, this, is, this is not rocket science. We're not breaking any new ground here today, okay? Um, but it's good to be reminded of these basic truths of the faith. Uh, the first is that because he lives, uh, the power of sin and death is broken. It no longer has control over us. Um, if you're here for our Good Friday service, uh, we read scriptures in Luke and John where Jesus uh, was on the cross. And, and right before he died, he said, it is finished. So the work that Christ came to do, he completed. Okay. He came to die to pay the penalty, the, the penalty that we had earned, by the way, that was justly ours. He came to pay that penalty for us, and it was finished. Okay, The resurrection is God's stamp of approval on that, on that payment. It's God's yes and amen to what Christ did. It's his vindication for everything. And because Christ rose from the dead, sin doesn't have any power over us any longer. Not only are we free from its eternal consequences, which is death, but we're free from its power right here and now. Um, Paul says in Romans 6 and, uh, that we have been uh, crucified with Christ, we've been raised, and so we are no longer enslaved by sin. All right, And Paul uses the language of slavery uh, for a reason, because slaves didn't have agency. They don't have agency. Uh, slaves go where they're told by their master. Slaves do what they're told by their master. Slaves wear what they're given by their master. They eat what they're given by their master. They have, they have no agency at all. All right? And the scripture says that was us. That was us prior to Christ. Uh, but because Christ died and because he rose again, that's no longer us. All right? We don't have uh, sin does not have any dominion over us any longer. All right? We know, um, though, that we still have a sin nature, right? Uh, so sin doesn't have any dominion over us, but we still, some of us, sin occasionally, uh, some of us more than occasionally, uh, okay? But when that happens, because we have a risen Savior, he lives right now to make intercession for us. He lives to be our advocate. All right, First uh, John two one, it's Jesus Christ is our advocate. Um, if you're visiting us and you have not listened to any of the Job series that Mike has been doing, um, I would commend those to you. You really should go back and listen to them. Um, but Mike has done a great job of talking about how Satan is our accuser, right? So so Satan uh, he accused Job. He said, "Look at Job. Job doesn't love you. Job loves." Uh, your stuff. Job loves the protection that you've given him. Job loves the wealth that you've given him. Job doesn't love you. All right. And, and Satan is our accuser as well. When those, on those occasions when we sin, uh, you know, Satan goes, well, well, look, look what happened. Look what he did. Look at that. All right. But because we have a risen, living Savior, Christ is right there to be our advocate. 
say, no, yeah, I, I saw that, but that's paid for. That's done. I've washed that away. That debt no longer applies to him. Okay? He lives to intercede for us. Um, the second way I think the resurrection provides hope and uh, strength for the day. Um, if you go back to the song, it says, I can face tomorrow. All fear is gone. Right? Guys, we live in a society that is consumed by fear. All right? Um, we fear terrorism. Uh, we fear the environment. Uh, we fear the economy. Some of us fear the government. Uh, we fear each other, right? And the news cycle and social media just continually stir us up to fear and fear and fear. We're, we're a society consumed by fear. Again, going back to 1 Corinthians 15, um, Paul says that all things have been subjected to Christ, all right? Um, Looking, going back to the Job series, sorry. Again, if you haven't listened to the Job series, listen to them, because they've been really good. Uh, I didn't think Job was going to be great, but it's been fantastic. Um, you know, the very first one, Mike said that, that God is sovereign over everything. There is nothing that happens, seen or unseen, that God doesn't either cause or allow. Nothing. Okay, so... so uh, no matter, no space, no time, uh, no, no powers, no principalities, nothing is outside of God's control. And all of that has been subjected to Christ. So, um, if all of that has been subjected to Christ, and we, if you're a Christian, you belong to Christ, what do we have to fear? Nothing. Nothing. Um, you know, if you're given to fear, um, I would commend Romans 8 to you uh, and just marinate in Romans 8 for a while. Uh, because listen, if we belong to the one who went to the cross for us, the one who died, the one who uh, gave up his life and then took it back again, and all things are subject to him, we need not fear any person, any government, any environment, uh, there should be nothing that we fear, okay? And, and listen, when we get to heaven, we're going to see Christ as he is. There won't be fear. Scriptures say that he, God is going to wipe away every tear. We won't need that. Uh, where we need to know and not have fear is right here and right now, okay? That's a promise for now. Um. I debated whether I was going to do this, but I'm going to do it because um, I think God wants me to. Um, I want to say a word. If, if you're here today and you were not a part of the family of Christ, I want to say a word to you. Uh, maybe you're here and you know you're not part of the family of Christ. Uh, you know that you're not, you're not, uh, you're not in Christ. And, and I want to tell you that my words are meant in love, and I hope that they come across as, with as much kindness as as can possibly be. Uh, if you are not part of the family, uh, there is no peace for you currently. Um, and, and none of these things that I've talked about apply. All right? And in fact, if you are not part of the family, you're still under God's wrath. 
the wrath that was poured out on Christ um, will one day be poured out on unbelievers, okay? And so I just want to caution and warn you of that. Um, the good news is, is that um, if you walked in here today and uh, you walked in here not believing in what Christ has done for you, you can walk out of here today with a certain knowledge that you are a part of the family. Uh, you can walk out of here today knowing that the power of sin and death has been broken over you. Uh, you can walk out of here today not having any fear at all for what the next five minutes or the next five years or the next 50 years holds uh, because you're secure in Christ. And, and, and to do that is, is at once ridiculously easy and ridiculously hard. Um, all you have to do is you have to agree with God that you have rebelled against him. We have all rebelled against God. Uh, we have all sinned and fallen short. Um, agree with God. Ask him to forgive you, not because you're a good person, which I'm sure you are, uh, but because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Because he died, uh, he lived a sinless life, he died, and then he rose again, and he did all that on your behalf. If that happens, uh, you'll walk out of here a new person, the scripture says. Okay? If what I've said is confusing, um, would you talk to one of the elders? Can I, can I get you guys to just raise your hand real quick? Uh, listen, nothing, nothing, nothing would please us more uh, than for somebody to have walked in here not knowing Christ and to walk out of here uh, a child of God. And so we would love to talk to you. Uh, we would love to explain uh, the gospel more clearly to you. Um, so if you would, if you're at all moved to do that, uh, please do that. Um, okay, we're going to celebrate communion here in a couple minutes, but I, I just want to leave you with this. Um, the final line of that song says, life is worth the living just because he lives. Uh, and that's life here and now, you know. Um, heaven is going to be indescribably wonderful. It's going to be fantastic. Um, there's not going to be any sin or death. We're going to have redeemed bodies that don't hurt, that are capable of seeing God as he is. Um, we are going to enjoy unbroken fellowship with each other, not stained by uh, sin or petty rivalry or anything like that. Um, we're going to worship the Lamb, and we're going to worship God, and we're going to worship with multitudes of people from every tribe and every tongue, and we're all going to praise God with one voice. All right? It's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it. But we can live right now, here, now, where we're at. We can live with joy and peace and life and energy because we serve a risen Savior. Let's pray. Father, we thank you um, that you live. We thank you, dear God, that uh, as we just sang, that death could not hold you. Uh, Father, it had no power over you. And uh, that uh, you gave your life and that you took it up again. And uh, Lord Jesus, I just pray for uh, this next time that as we celebrate 
communion, Father, and as we go about our day, that we would remember, uh, Lord, that we can love you, serve you, walk with you in joy and in peace because you are alive. Um, and just help us, dear God, to know that. In your beautiful name, amen.